Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nathan, are you a camper? Oh, gosh, I've never been camping before. Why do you ask? I need to go touch so grass, like, as they say. <laughs> I I gotta. I'm just like, I just want to get out for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to figure out. Do you guys check- want any cake? Oh, cake- yeah, oh, absolutely. No. I, I've absolutely. been I've been munching on macarons instead of having cake, macarons. So. I want a macaron. Wow. Oh, no, you have cake. So I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> This is great. This is great cake. Y'all are missing mm-hmm. out. I not. I didn't. I don't. I didn't elect to miss out. This was done to me. So daunting. And daunting is four. Get a so there are there are two yellows in the mix. Uh, yeah. So it's one green, two yellows right now. Nodos did wake up. You could commit Nodos to this roll. That does um, put Nodos at a higher risk to being rolled on the death chart He's should you fail. Got like three points, right? I will not reveal. I think that's one of the most fun <clears throat> things is I think I revealed the death chart to you once and I know nobody remembers anything except for I Spit. Think he's I up remember there. it. Exactly. I think he's up Where there. are your notes now, Nathan? <laughs> uh, would that be another yellow? That's another yellow. Um and uh, remove the green. All right. Okay. Ooh. Oh wow. What a roll. Liz, what a roll. Mm. This is a lot of threats. This is a lot of threats. <laughs> that is uh four successes and four threats. Oh, holy dope. shit. Holy shit. This ragtag crew, while uh Toku and Jerk Off Jerry struggle to get people out of vines and wake them up and then communicate to their like rattled comrades like, "Hey, we're under attack. We've got to move right now." You got to well, start kissing. Is, <laughs> like Jane is fighting animals for her life. Like there's Mm -hmm. fucking panthers. I'm trying to think of like other forest creatures. There are obviously wolves. Mm -hmm. There are, as we have established, very big anaconda style snakes. (laughs) Um, I think Carlos, I kind of picture, uh, you know, I, I love that sort of stretch of the 90s where there were just all of these movies about like different killer animals Mm -hmm. and i remember one being about ants like killer ants Mm -hmm. so i feel like carlos has to like use fire to protect the ship from like swarms of ants that like Mm. can skeletonize anything beneath them or whatever yeah um so there is this tremendous battle, and despite it being very taxing and difficult, you do manage to wake up a portion of the crew enough to like start battening down hatches mm-hmm. and, and securing different areas. I think also, very importantly, people are able to scramble to wake up the griffins mm. and get them in the air. Uh, so you have Lucas – a blood-crazed, hungering <laughs> monster where a situation where he can kind of eat everything within reach is <laughs> exactly his speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Flea, who 
you know, is extremely loyal, wonderful bird. And also, like, albatross have, like, a little bit of gull in them. So, like, eating trash, I feel like they're going to be pretty familiar. Mm-hmm. And you've got Metatron, who's a real fighter and a war bird. The unfortunate thing, we do know that when Metatron wakes up, Metatron kind of senses Gable is in trouble and I must go help Gable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea of like the open the cages and all of the, the, <laughs> the two birds start fighting and the Metatron just Get him, like, Metatron! Wait, wait, no, no, come back! <laughs> come back, Metatron, where are you going? <laughs> Over here. Over here. <laughs> all right. But yeah, the Uhuru starts mounting the defense, which I think brings us to Carlos. Carlos, you are, you know, creating this defensive perimeter around the Uhuru, but you also know this ship needs to get in the air. Mm-hmm. The longer you are on the forest floor, the greater the number of enemies that can like come to mess with you. Mm. And the issue that you have is the ship is overgrown with vines right now. Mm-hmm. Like vines are going to need to be hacked away, which is going to require more of the crew or more of the crew who are able to pay attention to a difficult challenge like that. Or you're going to need enough fuel in the furnaces that the Uhuru can pull itself up and break free of the overgrowth that's holding it down. Mm. So, Nathan, what's what's the plan that you've got here? <sighs> okay. I, I think the, the sensible plan is for, for Carlos to go to the furnace and go and check that that's all operational and can be started up. But I really like the idea of them calling for... Uh, <laughs> Somebody throw down my bottles. And as people start throwing like alchemical like uh, flasks down, which they then catch and just in arcing sprays of noxious color um, spatter over vines, burning them through to try and uh, free free the ship that way rather than using knives or blades to just kind of like, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like we've we've elected to go the route of cutting the ship free. I'm going to make this a hard roll. I am going to give you two blue dice. Mm-hmm. So you've got two green, one yellow, and two blue against three purple mm-hmm. um, to try and cut the ship free. Let's go. And I think for all of this, we're going to do this failing forward scenario where you you know you might succeed or fail, but like the consequences Actually, are of you know course what? In rolls, rolls on the pretty chart. sick. Uh, we have just a single success. Okay. Hey, you know, I will take it Mm. that that uh, means probably fewer complaints that get sent in as fewer people die. (laughs) Um, so Nathan, please describe to us like the alchemical assault, like what it looks like. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a, a, a process of like a bottle of an unusual color flies out from a porthole uh carlos catches it and kind of like how one would use um like if you were throwing salt to try and expel a demon kind of like motion of the arm just this arc of like fluorescent orange uh lands across the spatter of vines and then acrid smoke immediately rises from that area as the vines probably make a (laughs) kind of soy yeah it does that cartoon thing where, like, the smoke rises up in a skull shape. Mm. Mm. There's um, another kind of bottle comes down, splashes over a different part. This one, like, crystallizes and then crumbles into dust. It's just a mess of various very dangerous chemicals being flung around down there. I definitely want the crew members to be seeing this and start dipping their weapons in this in these solutions. Oh, <gasps> shit! Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, Tyler, for that idea, uh, we're, we're going to get blue dice on all of our attacks. Blam. Forest mm-hmm. stuff from the crew. Absolutely adore that. I need one more roll from this motley crew of people to actually rise the Uhuru into the air. I know that Carlos is leading it. Is anyone else assisting Carlos in this? I think when when I because I I initially imagined that for uh, Toku of like once once the the game plan starts to shift where it's like we need to get in the air and we're cutting vines I feel like that's when like Toku can be seeing like the 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 chemicals being thrown and like uh one like he goes to throw 
he goes to throw a bottle and then just like observes it for a second. And then the next time that we see Toku is with like some like uh, he's his knives, but they're like 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 they're they're purple. They're coated mm-hmm. in like a purple like like thick viscous liquid. And uh, there's like small like they're like air, like there's some kind of like uh, air about them that it's like they're smoking with this purple liquid and every cut just like truly just like rips through a vine. Excellent. I think we've got Carlos uh, working on the furnaces, Toku protecting their back um, with with these knives. Uh, so that's going to be two yellow, one green um, to bring the Uhuru into the air. Two yellow, one green. What's the difficulty? Um, difficulty, I'm going to make it hard one last time. Cool. If you're okay with me rolling it, Tyler. Do it. Cool. Wow. That is uh, two disadvantages. <laughs> two disadvantages. Okay. I think that's – so that's not a success or a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm going to do is say it will be count, – I'll count it as a success with a roll on the death chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Uhuru will rise into the air because that's the narrative requirement that we have of this moment. Mm-hmm. However, um, I roll a 47. <laughs> Which is going to be Toku. Oh. <gasps> Let's look at how many hit points Toku uh, has. I'm going to say one. Yeah, two. I'm going to say one. One or two. Toku's a Toku's, cool guy. Yeah. Toku gets hit but does not die to that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There are still hit points left in that tank. But uh, Tyler, please describe for me Toku taking this hit. I think that- Snake bites his dick. <laughs> 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 and it's solid snake from the metal. Toku gear bites game. that snake's dick. All right, there we go. <laughs> Taking the fight to them. That's an Ouroboros. Uh, <laughs> a snake sucking its own dick. Yes. <laughs> um, I think there's like a. Uh, it, it feels like a like a large cat like bounds in and like like pins Toku, um, and I think it's like a like a struggle, 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 and eventually like. He does manage to like take the cat out and like stab it while it's like on him, got him pinned. But I think that he definitely has like, like his left arm is out of commission. Um, just taking like a heavy like scratch there. Um, and so he kind of rolls it off. And uh, that's kind of like the, he wasn't able to, to protect or, or get Carlos's back in that moment. And he's kind of like, scarred up on his left side but that was all the cover that carlos needs the furnaces of the uhuru have been cleared of debris have been filled with fuel and carlos has just enough of their alchemical uh wondrous like concoctions to bring the furnaces of the uhuru to life they take to flame And, you know, heat and smoke rushes up through the stacks, hits the canopy, and the feather weave of the Uhuru glows to life with that eerie blood red. And the ship starts to rise into the air. I think we open... On the newly living body of Oromar Vale, <laughs> running through the. As soon as Johnny transformed in the previous recording, Nathan, I was like, "Oh God, mm. that's the only thing that this can mean." Because he gets reborn mm-hmm. every time that he transforms. Mm. Back. Consequences. The consequences. So yeah, you're huffing. And puffing a little bit. You know, there's something – I think there's something about being able to push a body like a thing that is not alive um, mm. that you get used to a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now you are like, this is a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> I would like an athletics check from you. Uh, so is this the captain's athletics? Yes. So I oh, believe sure. that is going to be – I can summon that for you. A lot. A second. I, yeah. I, I have it. Okay. Or Marvel sucks. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Athletics is ooh pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty. What's the difficulty? Pretty good. 
Uh, difficulty on this is going to be, eh, let's call it hard. And would I get, I, I think I should get either a blue or a black for being alive now and the body being different, but I don't know which one. I feel like it would be a black die. Cool. Because as as we've revealed this show, easier to be dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> In many ways. At uh, a certain age. Real life too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. That is one success and three, two advantages. One Better to be alive, advantages. though. Better to be alive, easier to be dead. <laughs> you decide. Um, <laughs> so I think with a success and three advantages. Two advantages. Two advantages. I mean, this this approaches the point where, like, in designing my own system, I'm like, one advantage, two advantages. What's what's the mm-hmm. difference? One. <laughs> yeah, which is barely anything at all. Uh, so we see you pushing through the wood and, again, huffing and puffing, sweating as you are trying to move as quickly as possible. But because you know that the queen will know that the panacea fruit is picked we see ormar like like ormar's body moving and the thing is it wants to give up it wants to stop and rest anytime somebody is in the middle of physical activity there is a part of the body that screams for it to stop and the only thing that keeps it going is the will to move forward travis when he spoke to dref earlier was challenged to tell Dref what keeps him alive, what makes him want to cling to that will to live. And that thing can keep a ghost tied to a body, but it can also help someone who is inside a living body achieve incredible things. And that's exactly what it's doing right now. Travis, what are you thinking of as you run? I think I'm thinking of two things, two to three things. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the last time I've run away from the Forest Queen's sort of kingdom, whatever. Uh, I'm thinking of saving Gable. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe Captain should pick up some cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, you breakthrough and I feel like there's this great doubled images like we keep cutting between the time Travis ran to escape the forest and as he is running now in Oromar's body like flashing back and forth till you break through a tree line break through in fact the very tree line of the glade where you fought the morning star side by side with Gable and swooping from the air to pick you up is Metatron my man mm-hmm. grabbing your coat in its talons and bringing you up into the sky, Ferdinand, I believe, swoops beneath you, allowing you to drop onto this bird's back. Um, and you've got it. You've got the fruit, like, clutched in your arms as you are on your bird, moving as quickly as possible towards the Uhuru. And I want to cut to the captain and Jonnet and Hip. Mm-hmm. Coming to the ship. At this point, the ship is in the air. It hasn't quite broken free of the canopy of the forest. And we can see that is because the branches above have started to grow together, creating a latticework that is trying to trap the ship. We can see it growing, Uh. this lattice growing across the top deck Mm. of the ship, in fact. So the balloon is above, breaking just above the tree line, while the ship itself is being weighed down by these massive trees. Um, more and more of the Uhuru crew is starting to wake up and like try and cut free of these branches just in time for the captain in Travis's body to return to his ship. Mm. So are we just seeing the the top canopy of the of the ship or uh, You'd be seeing the bottom of the oh, ship okay, because okay, like okay, you okay. run yeah, yeah, over yeah. to that area. So you can like see the whole of the ship and you can probably see the canopy above. But like that canopy was what was guiding you to this place. <laughs> it's me. It looks like a 
The crew has managed to round themselves. Thank goodness. And that that's that a homeroom crew, baby. And so John uh like is like tapping like punching the captain in the shoulder as he's like running. Oh yeah, I think as we are as we are sprinting towards, uh-huh. we kind of like give daps without actually looking at each other as we run yes. at the thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I hope you are enjoying this arc. I know it's intense. Uh, we're at the second to last episode of the arc now, so I do hate to tell you it is gonna stay intense, but I promise it's gonna be intense. But y'all have a lot to look forward to coming up. Next week, we have our finale of this arc. The following week, we will take a week off. Then we'll do our usual post-arc debrief. And then, should everything go according to plan, we will be premiering a new Skyjacks mini-series on this feed. That series will eventually have its own feed, but we're starting it here to give ourselves a break. That series is called Skyjoust. It's a sports anime-inspired series about adolescent athletes in the fledgling leagues of the Jousting Federation on Sphere. It follows the stories of four different teams as they vie for the same championship. Each team will have three-player characters played by some of your favorite one-shot personalities. And each team will have a really good reason for wanting to win that championship. We're playing this game using Fight with Spirit, a sports anime RPG designed by the good folks from Story Brewers Games. And the mechanics of that system will determine who wins the championship. So the stakes are very real. We have no idea who's going to win. And you are going to want to root for everybody. I'm promising you now... The thing that we have created is absolutely devastating. And of course, it does tie into the overall story of Skyjacks and Courier's Call. You'll also be seeing some of your favorite characters return. We've recorded a lot of it already. I promise you it's going to be very cool and you're going to like it a lot and it will be a wonderful thing to fill our break. While we're talking about exciting news, I want to remind everyone that myself, along with Jeff and John from System Mastery, will be at C2E2 in Chicago. We're going to be at the convention Saturday, April 1st at 2 p.m. in room S401AB. We're going to be running an RPG-themed game show with prizes for the audience. That'll be followed by a signing in the celebrity autographing area, where you'll get a chance to get your books and really any other paraphernalia you'd like signed, as well as a chance to hang out and chat with us a bit. Our lines are not usually very long. I know we have lots of Skyjacks and one-shot fans in the Chicago area, so I would love to see you come out. Once again, that is C2E2, Saturday, April 1st. As always, a huge thank you to our backers on Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the One Shot Network possible. We've got some exciting changes coming up for Patreon very soon. Keep your eyes peeled for that. But in the meantime, thank you to everyone who backs us already and everyone who's going to back us in the future. Now then, before we get back to the show, a quick word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. As we are as we are sprinting towards, uh-huh. we kind of like give daps without actually looking at each other as we run <laughs> yes. at the thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with that, uh, Jonnet is going to hang on. Let me pull this up. Jonnet, I don't know if it's the, the hit rate on this thing is mm. spotty at best, but Jonnet's going to do the thing where the earth is going to launch him forward and into the fray at the. Ooh. I think Jonnet wants to like try to like get on the canopy to like tr- try and like start cutting it free. Mm. Yeah. This is going to be a hard roll, but I, I kind of, 
I I feel like I understand what it looks like. Um. Okay. Oh. I think this is an athletics check or coordination check is what it feels mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Nathan, I got to turn it off of uh, the captain for a second. Oh, you're good. Uh, great. I, I have mine as a PDF. So. <laughs> great. Uh, what are you, what am I rolling against? Uh, yeah, this is going to be hard for sure. Right. Okay. Boom, boom. And then a uh, blam. Bap. Okay. That is two successes and one threat. Two successes and one threat. Okay. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. I think Jonnet is able to get the earth to like rocket him up. Um, but it is not high enough to just get put directly onto the ship. Yeah. I think you've got to take your Kusari Gama, <laughs> fling it. And catch it so that you can swing onto the ship. Mm, like, so, so, cool. so it's like a launch up Kasarigama. Like, I feel like if there's vines on it, there are probably like trees that the vines oh, are. Yeah. And so he's just going to like latch onto that and then swing in um, that way. Mm-hmm. And so he probably like lands, you know. 80% of the way up there and then just like kind of like he gets up there. He's climbing the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to maybe help people envision what's going on. You've got the boat part mm-hmm. of the Uhuru, right? And there's a balloon canopy above mm-hmm. it. And like it's held together with like ropes yeah, and chains <laughs> and whatnot. But growing between those is this lattice mm-hmm. uh, trying to prevent uh, the ship from getting up and leaving. So I think as you land on the top deck, uh, first of all, you see a lot of animals around. We're talking lion, tigers, bears. Oh, my. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're talking snakes of different kinds. Aggressive birds. Aggressive forest birds. <laughs> there are – there's a veritable zoo up here, a fighting zoo, mm-hmm. if you will, that everybody is battling against. At the same time, you've got crew members that have axes and saws and other implements that are trying to hack off as many of these vines and, and branches as possible to free the ship. <laughs> this is a wild melee. I think, like, you swing in, land on the deck um, – Nodos is there to meet you. There's like a moment like you you roll up and you're standing back to back with Nodos. Jonat Kessler. Nodos, what what is your last name? It's a mononym. Nodos a mononym. No, right, well. Took a second. Oh my god. <laughs> and then he, and then he Classic does a, a salute. Stuff. Got your ass. Got your ass. Got him. <laughs> I trust you are not alone. No, I brought the biggest backup we can get. And then he points back to uh, the captain. And then, <laughs> and also, and, and then he do, does a wider gesture around where he's pointing for the captain for hip as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I see your friend Hip is there, and oh, Travis Madrigal, how wonderful! <laughs> well, it's a. Uh, we'll talk later. Madrigal, ahoy! Mm-hmm. And uh, he he calls out. There is a call back from the crew, and there are people that throw lifelines down uh, to like rope ladders and whatnot to allow people to climb up. The problem is some of these ropes are grabbed onto by monkeys. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be kind of aggressive forest monkeys that are climbing up the ship, hmm. make the problem a little bit worse, mm-hmm. but there is a way for you to get onto the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Travis Matago, oh great, uh, is standing there and looks up with the intent to like put a ton of power in his legs and launch up and then activate the kind of like a feather weave embroidered thread and then remembers that that is not his body uh, right now and doesn't have <laughs> access to either of those things. Yeah. Um, there's a moment of flailing and be like, oh God, what do I do instead? And then the ropes start coming down, which monkeys start climbing. And then there's like a, oh no, you don't. Or at the very least... I'm sure I can climb faster than you. Oh my god, my body still hurts. As uh, <laughs> he does his Nathan, best, make an athletics roll mm. um, that this is sort of combined with fighting monkeys. 
So you're a Travis athletic roll, huh? Mm. Yeah, that sure is one green. I think this <laughs> against I, how much? I think this is an average check. So two uh-huh. purples. But here's the thing: there are two black dice as well. Now, this could also be, it occurs to me, a coordination role. Um, I, I feel like both athletics and coordination are acceptable. So if yes, that's better, you my can... My coordination is astoundingly better. Okay, okay. You can, do, you can do that. Um, there are two black dice because you are fighting a sure. bunch of monkeys at the same okay. time. Uh-huh. Okay. We have one advantage... One failure and a triumph. Okay. so uh, Meaning, I guess, the failure and the triumph cancel out in terms of successes. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. So that we're down to drawing luminary. That's right. Okay. The river. Okay. Okay. So this is massive risk, massive reward type mm-hmm. thing. You are climbing this rope and constantly like because a bunch of different lifelines were thrown down um Mm -hmm. there are monkeys climbing up all over and there are those that like try to leap for you and so every time you clear uh the path ahead on this rope ladder of a monkey there is another one that is like Mm. ready to aggressively get you i think you have the option of either climbing up towards the ship or doing something else that is riskier but would be a much larger reward for the crew. Um, I think I climb up the ship mm-hmm. and monkey after monkey starts kind of grabbing onto me, weighing me down and making the ascent slower. And then when there's like four of monkeys on Travis Matter goes back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he cuts the rope that he's holding and goes into free fall, grabbing then onto one of the other ropes as the momentum kind of yanks the rest of the things clinging onto him off his body. Yeah, yeah. The, and the hard shake of like grabbing that rope, like shakes mm. the monkeys off of your body. Um, great. So then I think what it the way I'm going to rule this, because it was neither a success or failure, but definitely a triumph, you have cleared all of the monkeys off of your body. Um, mm-hmm. That's what that's what that suggests to me, but you still have not actually gotten inside the All the way up to yet. the top, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to cut to the air now, as Gable and Travis are closing in on the Uhuru. Travis, at what point are you going to give the fruit to Gable? I mean, I think probably right away. Got to be, got to be in fight and shape. Got to get there. So yeah, I feel like uh, there's a sort of swirling pattern uh, of flight between um, Metatron and Ferdinand as Travis like immediately re-entering Travis Matigo mode, kind of casually steps off of the back of his bird, uh, <laughs> trusting that he'll be able to land on the back of Metatron. Monstrous. And there it is, like Gable, laid, splayed out uh, across the back of this red-tailed hawk. Um, battered, but also, I believe, if I remember correctly, the events of the last recording, with new feathers. Like on their body in person that were won from the forest queen, right? Mm. If you say so. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some, I believe you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, Liz, describe what Gable looks like juiced up on all of these feathers, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm all juiced up. I, I think it's just a continuation of what has already been happening, like the hair, their hair turning more black and gold and mm, like more distinct from Travis's hair, more distinct. <laughs> less as, related. As, as it gets the less necessary. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the tattoos that were also sort of manifesting black and gold tattoos become are more defined and sort of running down to their forearms as well. Mm, that's sick. Gable is laid there, splayed out like, 
beaten up and exhausted. Like this person was fried with lightning. This person was hit with a spear. This person has been, you know, deep in combat really from a couple minutes after they woke up through straight to now. They have sacrificed a lot for you both to be here. And you, in turn, risked a lot to gather the fruit necessary to bring them back. How do you give this fruit to your friend? I think... Now, what do we think is inside the fruit? In that, my, I don't know. I haven't... In my head, it kind of splits in half. Mm-hmm. Since it's like, you know, it's like two... Um, halves mm-hmm. uh that's what that i guess that'll be the what we call like a half like an audience you can picture a half um but <laughs> like it used to be one thing and then you make it two, yeah. two yeah. things and it's a half yeah um you've been doing bits the whole time we get to do some bits <laughs> i'd say like the one one of the halves is about 50 percent of the total size half is 50%, and then the yeah. other half is probably also about 50 percent yeah, of the total half. size mm-hmm. nice wait nice. what that's what people come to Skyjacks for, baby. What? <laughs> and I think it's probably like ju- there's juice in it. Juice is the easiest thing to consume when you're not feeling good. So this is like mm. an orange style, like pulpy interior. You squeeze it, juice comes out. Oh, for- I in my head it was maybe like two, two, uh, more like a coconut almost, where it's like two halves. Oh, two halves of a coconut, and there's like milk inside. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, well, I the squeezing it is also kind of fun. There's also pomegranate <gasps> that has like oh, I like that myriad seeds. Yeah, <laughs> I like the pomegranate. Yeah, I I like the pomegranate too because I like the idea of the seeds being kind of very well defined blood red seeds mm-hmm. on the inside because mm-hmm. we described the exterior of this food as black so that's fun the black and red inside is like Very spooky ooh, extremely spooky yeah. mm. or is it better for it to be yellow red or yellow we've done a lot of blood red stuff recently yeah yellow's fun yeah yellow i think fun. it's it's like nice one half is yellow one half is red ooh. what makes you what makes you bigger what makes you smaller <laughs> <laughs> and and the ones that mother gives you don't do anything at all um Okay, you've got this, and are you just going to squeeze the juice into... I guess, yeah, into their mouth. Yeah. Um, So there is, like, this kind of tender scene of Travis. What, do, do you say anything to Gable as you wake them up? Oh, you're, you're awake. Rise and shine. <laughs> oh, this is poison. <laughs> Gable's not a bird, so they just... Thrash, turn over, see the see that the earth is laid out before them, and immediately start freaking the fuck out. You've been on a bird like a million times. <laughs> How does it taste? I think really good. Really? I was going to say like shit. You, okay. Okay. So this bad. is the thing. Yeah. I guess panacea is something that cures like wounds and whatnot. Like, like is supposed to be like the idea of it is it can just cure any illness or wound, right? So mm-hmm. I guess it could taste like medicine. This is a decision that I will leave in your hands rather than mine. Yeah, I think Gable just starts retching. It's like the most medicinal. Okay, well, if you throw up, I don't know if it still works. <laughs> so wait a minute. <laughs> So part of the big dramatic bringing Gable back into the fight is Gable has to, like, struggle not to vomit. (laughs) I think it probably does work if you do vomit, but we don't know. We we don't know that for sure. (laughs) Better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. (sighs) Okay. Okay. And I think the first thing Gable notices is, like, they, they had grabbed at what is Ormar's shoulder and mm-hmm. kind of feel like are you warm well um you've been out for a while but it turns out that uh my powers sort of extend beyond my body i am of course a marvel um i've done what others couldn't you're welcome <laughs> uh and, and now they're finally coming around to like first of all they scan the sky like do we see anything of the morning star Morning star, you can see uh, as it is like the sun is starting to set 
uh, you can see like the night sky rising up. The full moon is already like sort of starting to appear in the sky and the scant stars like Skyjax has like, you know, around a dozen stars, never committed Mm -hmm. to a specific number, but you can see the morning star kind of twinkling above. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise like you don't see the being that is the morning star anywhere. So hell yeah. Now that you're awake, do you think the captain's going to be happy or mad? I, I, <laughs> about what? I don't know anything about, about being what? alive. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where, where'd Ferdinand come from? Wait, is that the Uhuru? An egg. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, oh, gosh. Uh, are, are we fine? Now you're welcome. Where'd you go? What happened? I had to get a fruit. What? <laughs> you remember the gross thing that made you throw up? Yes. Yeah, I got that, and it saved you. You're welcome. It wasn't poison. I was lying. It was the reverse poison. Good poison? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Let's... Do you, th- do you think she's done Bad? with us? Oh, no. Can we go? Well, we're in the sky, and I think the sky isn't the forest, so we're probably okay. okay. Probably. Yeah, let's fucking get out of Dodge, man. Let's go. Okay. So that's an interesting thing. Are mm-hmm. you leaving the fight entirely? Well, do we we see the Uhuru? So yes, the Uhuru, I, yeah, I like think you we can see head. the canopy. So you do have a decision. Okay. So the yeah, so the decision is do you leave and let the Uhuru fight its own battle? Or do you go to rescue the Uhuru with the birds? From what Gable knows, I don't I don't feel like there's any way that the two of us get out without the Uhuru. You're on the backs of Ferdinand and Metatron. Conceivably, you could just fucking bolt if mm-hmm. you wanted. Or you could fly over to the Uhuru and help the Uhuru break free of the forest and fly away. Sky Jacks. Gable, uh, it's, it's 2 a.m. Hi, I just wanted to get some uh, numbers from you. So I gave you uh, two pallets of our supplements earlier today. I just want to see how that went for you. Uh, uh, Gable, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, tr- I tried one, but it was it was really chalky and I, I didn't really like it. Um, mm. So I, I think I'll probably just pass. Uh, thanks oh, for the trial, okay. but it's all good. Thanks, Gable. Oh, that's fine. Uh, do you have the 300 bits what because it's 300 bits no you said it was a free trial you said it was a free trial uh with no questions asked no and then and if i liked it then i could we could talk further well yeah but the uh, it's a trial to participate in the program but the actual product itself is 300 bits per unit but you don't wherever those bits come from doesn't matter to me, but it just is in your best interest to, you know, move product because, you know, at this point with the supplements themselves, it's not about the supplements. It's about you making something of your own business. So you can move product however you want. But at this point, you are uh, uh, on the precipice of really something exciting. And I would hate to see you, uh, you know, Wait, take this did opportunity. did you say something it exciting? So it it is exciting, and you know what's the most exciting part about it is uh-huh. that it can be whatever you want it to be, and whatever you want it to be does have to be these supplements for sure. But so listen, you don't need to take the supplements. Wait, how many supplements do I need to move in order to be excited? You know, <laughs> to be excited, you can start with one supplement, but to be really excited, it's. I think our goal is supposed to be fifty units to get very very excited about the products that you're selling. You know. Okay. All right. So if I give you the three hundred dollars, then I get supplements for me to sell to other people. And wait, I'll just go. To, I'll just go to the next bunk. 
Uh, John hops off of his uh, out of his uh, hammock, and then he moves down uh, to the other. Uh, <laughs> he moves over. Hey, hey, slam, slam, wake up! Yeah, oh, it's so late. It's so late at night. <laughs> hey, slam! Shut oh, up! Slam. Shut up, slam! Listen. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has hey, any slam. Hey, slam shut the fuck up. Shut up, slam. Shut the shut the shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Wake everyone else up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, Slam. I've been noticing that you've been uh you're looking a little lanky lately. Slam. What? R- l- lanky like Yeah. Like yeah, Lanky Kong? Like <laughs> You're you're looking a little thin. My arms are too long? Yeah. Yeah, they're a little they're a little longer because they're not as ripped as they normally are. Are you oh. feeling? Oh wow! Are you feeling like you haven't been getting the nutrients that you need? And please I mean, remember I, to shut the fuck up. I I I can always. That use, sounds painful. <laughs> this voice is made for one volume. I <laughs> I can always use more nutrients. Okay. All right. So. Slam. Sounds like a mummy speaking for the first <laughs> thousand years. <laughs> Slam, I'm gonna give you, yeah. uh, I'm gonna yeah. give you this, this container for uh, some kind of vitamin K12. K12? K12. through 12? K through 12. It's all the vitamins. It's all the vitamins that you need. All the pre-collegiate vitamins. Yes. Wow. Hey, Slam, you need to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. All right, I'm gonna need you to shut the fuck up, and I'm gonna need you to move this product to the bunker next to you, and I'm gonna need you to bring home like six hundred dollars, okay, six hundred bits. Okay, am I allowed to talk? Shut the fuck up and move these bits. Slam, slam rolls out of bed and stumbles to the bunk next to him. Jerk off, Jerry. Jerk off, Jerry. Nothing. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. What? Hey, sh- shut up. Oh, was that doing it too shut loud? Up. Yeah, shut up. I mean, both, but there's another thing. You look like you don't have enough nutrients. That ain't true. Uh, I keep. I got this whole jar. I'm filling full of nutrients. Jar? Wait, that, there's implications about that that I'm not jar. wild about. Yeah, well, I'm not going to get up every time, you know. I... <laughs> I think referring. Never mind. Never mind. You buy some supplements for what? For nutrients. Okay. K through twelve. Oh, slam! Uh, slam! Quit raising your voice. Shut the fuck up. Oh, shut, 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 shut up! up okay? Shut up! You know, I, slam. I like I like to think that I put the nut in nutrients, and I, I think these could uh, do well for me. But um, what's the catch? Wait, catch? Yeah, like, I just buy the nutrients and then... What's a catch? <laughs> uh, we cut to Gable talking to Travis, like, so we, at the end of the day, people just can't just buy them. Oh, yeah. But then they're not their own boss. And that's the important part. See, I think we hit the stop. Jerry just bought them and he was just in <laughs> and he didn't want to keep keep it going. Oh, he bought all of them? He did. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> so it's kind of the the pyramid is short, is what we're <laughs> It's a little one. It's it's a full pyramid on top, balanced on top of one. <laughs> so I don't know if that's your me- metric for success. I mean, I guess as long as he keeps buying them and you keep selling <laughs> into your downstream, I guess. Um, kind of the ideal situation. Honestly, yeah. Uh, and uh, now hold on there just a minute. Whoa. Who? It's me, Nodos. Oh! <laughs> and this was supposed to be a PSA against MLMs. Well, sometimes they work out. Well, mm. Maybe it's a PSA to find your mark. Hmm. Oh, uh, can we work with that? Can we? Look. The existence of a jerk-off Jerry is extremely <laughs> unlikely in any universe. <laughs> they would have been sent to jail. Or killed for their ways and behaviors. Yes. You'll never find someone to buy your entire downstream, so don't get involved. Okay. Never let this happen again. <laughs> Angry as ever, no doubt. Uh, yeah. He does not yeah. like MLM. I'm really upset about it. He just can't move his product. Mm-hmm.
Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter over at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. The history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like, and then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come, join us in the muck at System Mastery. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. You can stream his short film, Lining, on the Roku app. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Bill Buds. Captain Oromar Vale was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at Phantom Arts ENT or streaming at twitch.tv slash The Neoncaster. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this podcast was written, composed, and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find him over on Twitter at Arnie Parrott or on his website, ATP Tunes. This episode was edited by Allie Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become or on her podcast, Skyjack's Courier's Call. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Lunarum. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and Illimat, produced by Together Studios. This show was made in part by using a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system, designed by Sam Stewart and a team of talented professionals. There are no kings. Take flight. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends near to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky